PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody. How in the hell are you guys doing? Welcome to another edition of the RockyMountainATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Hopefully you guys are out there doing great. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Another episode here. Try to get you some interesting content. Today's content is about the 2021 Kawasaki KX450. I told you I was going to spend some more time on this sucker this year in 2021. And I'm keeping up with my promise here. I spent three days last week on the KX450. I also compared it to a Yamaha and, of course, a KTM 450 and a Honda CRF 450R. I kind of did like a little internal shootout. I had these bikes at my disposal at that time. I had the KX450. And, of course, I decided to ride three days, two of those days, pretty much all day. One of those, uh, the last day, I was about a half day because my ass was chafed and, and sore. But nonetheless... I came up with five top modifications that I think that are relatively cheap. Uh, there's a couple that are, are kind of spendy, but relatively cheap that actually make a difference on this bike, at least for me. And when I talk about these, I want you to really know that most of these are um, small add-on pieces that you can do. I'm not really busting into the motor right now, but I wanted to ride this bike and give you guys some feedback and, and reiterate what this bike does good and then address some things that I think it needs to help you guys out there for the average weekend warrior type of guy and just the guy that likes to go the track, maybe race a little bit. So we're going to break some of that down. I'm going to give you guys a couple things, that uh, some tips that I feel like will help in reliability. So we're going to do that here. It's a Team Green podcast. Uh, we've had some great weather out in California recently to do some testing and uh, man, it's I wish I wish California was like this year round because the dirt is amazing at the tracks. The dirt is amazing here in the high desert. So I get a lot of rough track feeling on these bikes. I go to these tracks down in Paula State Fair that we have here close in Southern California. And the ground is super tacky, ruddy, like, for example, not to get off topic, but, you know, that's what we do here. Took my kid down to a, a track in Southern California yesterday, and he was so uh, like a fish out of water because the ruts were so grabby and deep, he wasn't used to it. And he was wondering why he was struggling. I just told him, man, hey, we don't get these conditions that, that much here, so enjoy it, learn, because when you go back east, you're going to get a lot of that. So it's been nice to test the Kawasaki in these conditions. Um, so why not do a podcast, give you guys some information, let you guys know that I have been keeping up on my promises, as well as my test rider, Matt Suravog. He is your average electrician, blue-collar guy. He is in charge of the KX450 this year. He has been riding it. I'll give you some of his uh, thoughts and his shortcomings on the bike and what he likes and dislikes. So, like I said, nonetheless, it's a Team Green episode. 
I even had Ryan Holiday up here. He is the amateur team green guy. He came up here riding with uh, with me, Paul Parabinos. He's a big KX450 lover. So uh, we've had a lot of time on Kawasaki's lately around these parts, and it's fun to talk about. But first things first, let's pay some bills. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted source for online parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping, over 75 bones. It's so, so easy to see why you guys should be doing that right now. Go to keferinktesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner, continue to do your shopping. That helps us out huge. Man, it helps us out. We really appreciate you guys doing that. It's showing. The Rocky Mountain guys are stoked that you guys are listening to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. I'm happy. Um, it keeps this sucker up and moving. It keeps me going on these emails that I'm getting. And let me tell you, man, there has been a ton of emails lately about questions all different types of questions and bikes and, and after dark questions. And, and I love it, man. As much as I get, um, you can even ask my wife. I love answering and helping you guys, especially the ones that are really appreciative and they listen to what I say and it actually works. Um, that's a big reward for me. I love doing that. And that's why we created Kiefer Inc. Testing and it's been working out really good so far. So please go to Rocky Mountain ATV MC when you shop. Use the KieferIncTesting.com site when you do that and that helps us out fxrracing.com you guys want to get some new gear i know it's been kind of a nightmare to get right now covid and the pandemic has put a lot of companies on back order on gear but fxr is stocking back up they're getting loaded and uh, ready to ship out so kkmx35 will save you 30 percent off on gear use that code that'll save you some money get you some great gear helium line of gear is what i've been wearing the most of that's my favorite my second favorite is uh, actually the podium gear, which is more of a mid-level tier type of gear. I like that fit, and that lasts a very long time. It's a more durable gear, so if you're riding out in the desert, off-road, the podium line of gear is excellent. So go visit them over at fxrracing.com. KKMX35 will save you 30%, and uh, they even have 6D FXR helmets. As you guys know, I'm back in 6D for the 2021 year. Great helmet, real safe, comfortable. I like it a lot. Me and Aiden both are, are back in and happy to be back in, in 6D. But you can go see the FXR 6D collaboration helmets over at fxrracing.com. Racetech, racetech.com. I am doing, right now as we speak, the suspension is coming off the KX450 and Racetech is going to do a revalve on this thing. I feel like... I could use a little bit more holdup on the Kawasaki um, minus, you know, what I'm going to tell you guys, one of the top five mods is putting a heavier fork spring on there. But I feel like I still could use a little bit better holdup. And I've tried going to a, a 5.2 spring and I didn't like it. So we're going to try to do a, a 5.1 spring with some different valving and Racetech is the guys to do that. So go visit them over at Racetech.com. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll get you a discount code, get your suspension done, get more comfort, get more performance, and get you down the road, uh, the GPs, the woods, the motocross in a better fashion. Little Work harder. You don't want to do that. Who wants to do that? Work harder? Nah. Work smarter. Twist the throttle more. It's easier. Racetech.com. Go visit them, and uh, you can... See for yourself, guys. Seriously, like when I, uh, I'm sitting here back in the chair and I'm looking back at my notes here, and 
And all the bikes that I've had, and there's little marks on my Bible that suspension companies that I've used, um, out of all of the years that I've been here, it's three and a half years, I've used Racetech the most. So, and that's there's a reason for that because they're good. Rob and the guys over there, Chris Riesenberg, good people. So, um, good people and then good products. You know I'm all about that. So, Racetech.com. And, of course, all of my sponsors here, Power Motorsports. If you want a Kawasaki, you want the Kiefer Inc. deal, David Sibley over there at Power Motorsports. Holy shit, he gives great deals. Email me. I will get you in contact with him, get you the best deal. Out-the-door pricing. That's right, Phil. Out-the-door pricing. No bullshit. It's been great. I have uh, actually just bought two. That's right. Two bikes for them in the past month and a half. I bought Aiden a KTM 250 SXF. He finally uh, figured out what he wants to do, and he rides that KTM really good, so we're going to go that direction. So I went over to David and bought that, but go visit him, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas. Get yourself a new Chevy like Bob Seeger talks about, like a rock, Chevrolet of Colleen, Pro Taper, 60 Helmets, Oregon Old Timers. Races are coming up in February and March. Check them out. Uh, man, there's going to be long motos. I'm going to be attending a couple of these this year, and even my son's going to go. Even though if you're old, bring your kids. They would love to see dad race long motos, right? Oregon Old Timers Association. ScreenPrintingDone.com. You want to get some shirts done like we have over here at Kiefer Testing. Screen printing done. Neil over there is the guy that does all my stuff. It's good. It's great. He uh, <laughs> Not only does he ride, but he gets this stuff back in a timely fashion, and if you guys have purchased some of my merch, you guys know how good it is. And if you haven't purchased it, visit my website. There's some stuff up there, some shopping. Or Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. She can get you some stuff sent out. Plum Creek Funding. You got refi on your house. A lot of shit going on with the housing market right now. Zach over at Plum Creek Funding. Use him. He's a great guy. And, of course, last but not least, Blood Lubricants. You're looking for some good oil? Check him out, BloodLubricants.com. Listen to the commercials on this uh, show. We try to give these guys some love, and I know it's 10 minutes into this podcast. We haven't talked about the Cowie, but these guys pay the bills. They have great products, and hopefully you guys are using them as well. All right, so I'm staring at a, an extra big box of Cheez-Its. I got my water here. I got my notes, and we're going to talk about the Cowie. Look, at, is there anything better than a box of Cheez-Its? I don't know if you guys have tried the extra cheesy Cheez-Its, but oh my God, it's like crack. I feel like if I was a crack addict, that's what crack would be like, and it is amazing. If that's one weakness that I have in food, it's Cheez-Its. I love it. There's nothing else better than coming home from a long day of riding, and you have a box of Cheez-Its in your truck or your van, and you're driving home, and you have a tall Coke with like that crunch ice. Crunch ice with Coke and a Cheez-Its. You, <laughs> you have yourself a great ride home. That's, that's my go-to. Aiden and I... We tried not to keep that box of cheeses in the van, but sometimes it ends up being in there, and basically the box is gone by the time we get home. So um, just a little food tip for you guys. All right, so what are the top five mods that I recommend on the Cowie? But before we get into all that, what does the Cowie feel like? And this Kawasaki is winning shootouts this, this 2021, uh, even though we didn't do one here. Um, I've been looking at other outlets, and it has been doing really well, if not winning. And why is that? Easy to uh, reiterate to you guys right now. It's stable. It has a great feeling frame chassis feel. Okay. It has uh, a, gr I'm going to say a great engine. It has a good engine. 
It's a little bit uh, on-off feeling through corners, but it's easy to manage most of the time. It's not too violent of a hit like a Yamaha can be at times. Um, it's not too soft of a hit like a KTM 450 can be at times. It's in the middle between those two bikes, and it's an all-around great motor for guys that want to have a good time and basically maybe not be in the best shape for moto. So it won't get you in trouble. Suspension is a little bit soft, but it's comfortable. Um, of course, you guys know they went away in 2019 with that shitty uh, SFF fork, that triple chamber uh, air fork. That thing was a freaking nightmare. It was horrible for you guys on that thing. I feel sorry for you. I've tried going to – actually, Racetech tried to get me comfortable and uh, that was one of the only times that I was unable to get comfortable on a race tech setting. And simply put, I've tried other companies, and that TAC fork was just a piece of shit, plain and simple. So thank God Kawasaki has uh, used the brains, went to a spring fork. In 2021, it's a still a little bit soft. Um, it's divey on off-throttle situations on moto, especially if you have grabby dirt. But still comfortable. When the track gets rough, the frame is great, the suspension is nice and plush, and ergos are decent. There's options for you guys out there. If you're tall, you're small, you can move the bars and the pegs around. That is cool. Um, I'm not going to say Kawasaki is the most reliable bike out on the market right now, but it's not going to fall apart like it used to. I, I want to say 15 to 18, it was kind of a nightmare for us over here to keep bikes together. When I was at Dirt Rider, we had some problems. We blew a crank. I haven't seen that many or heard through my emails that many that have been having problems. Um, I can attest for our bikes here, and we've had one problem in the past three years with any engine um, issues. We had a crank go bad in a 2019 KX450. Um, I couldn't put my finger on it. I know Joe, my test rider, he's a, he's a rever. And he revs the shit out of it. So it's either Joe or the oil, but I can't put all the blame on the Kawasaki at that time. But the last two years, no problems. We've ran them almost 60 hours before we had to give them back. Same top end, um, changed the clutch a couple times, and it's been great. So overall, this is why the Kawasaki is doing well in shootouts. And I feel like uh, it just fits a wide range of riders. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's my favorite bike to ride. It is fun to ride. I enjoy it. But it's not a bike that I'm gravitating towards when I feel like I want to spend my money, at least for my riding style and what I want to do. I'm a front-end steering rider. This bike is still more rear-wheel biased. It's much better than in previous years, a little bit more neutral. But I do notice that I get a little front-end slip at times and – uh you can help that with one of these mods that I talk about today. But for me, it's just not – it's third on my list of bikes that I would get if I was purchasing a bike. Of course, Yamaha, KTM are in front of it, and the Kawasaki would be third just because those two bikes in front of the green machine just simply fit my riding style better, and I like that. So great bike. A little bit of mods will help you guys. So first things first, if you go to keyforinktesting.com, you can read some of these mods. But – the muffler situation. So the stock muffler on a Kawasaki is atrocious. It's huge. It's heavy. It's bulky. It sounds like dog shit, especially when you have over 10 hours on it. It's just god-awful. 
However, I will praise the Kawasaki R&D guys because that muffler works really, really good. Even though it sounds like shit at times, man, that bike is smooth. It's connected. They did a great job of mating that system up with the engine character of this Kawasaki. I've tried several different mufflers. We're on our way to try a Yoshimura muffler right now. We haven't got to that point yet, but I've tried an FMF Pro Circuit. And uh, for me, both of those are good, I guess I want to say stepping stones to get a better sound and then a little bit different delivery than the stock muffler. I do prefer the stock muffler for bottom end feel and connection. But out of that, I feel like the Pro Circuit and the FMF systems do a better job mid to top end. So starting with the FMF, rubber mounted. This is <laughs> this is a nightmare for me. Yes, we broke a swing. Or I'm sorry. We, yes, we broke a subframe because of a solid mounted muffler system to the subframe, right? So we rigged up a rubber mount to our FMF system. Since then, they have gone to rubber mounted system. Pro Circuit, I think, has all all um, has done that as well. So that is good news. So for those of you that don't have the newer style PC or FMS systems with the rubber stock rubber mount built in it, okay, or you can put your rubber mount into that system, we threw up a little rigged situation up on keyforinktesting.com. You can see it. Just simply search um, rear muffler grommet modification on the KX450, that'll pop up and it'll show you how to do it at home. It's plain and simple, no big deal. Matt Servog, my test guy, he just did it and it works well. It's a little bit, I don't want to say loose, but it does float a little bit, but your muffler stays in place. Um, it will not come loose. You have some uh, dampening character, so you're not going to crack a subframe. So for me, if you guys are a little bit mechanical in your garage, this takes about 15 to 20 minutes and you can do it. You don't have to worry about a subframe breaking. So just know that. The FMF is a little bit lighter than the Pro Circuit muffler, so if you want to lose some weight, that's another added pound and a half loss to the Kawasaki going to one of these mufflers. And like I said, the mid-range to top end is a little bit better with the system than the stock system. I give kudos to the guys, though, man, at Kawasaki. It, it's hard to beat the bottom-end delivery and the smoothness and the connection of that stock muffler. I haven't found a company that has quite done it yet. So... um if you like or you prefer a little bit of a smoother low-end feel, which isn't bad on this bike, okay? And, and I'll explain why, and this goes hand-in-hand hand with mapping. So for me, when I roll my – and this is with stock couplers, okay? When I roll my throttle on in corners on this KX450, there is a little bit of an on-off feel, and it upsets the chassis in area two of the corner. We call this cornering balance within the testing world. Cornering balance is not that great with the Kawasaki's engine character. So going to the PC or the FMF muffler helps this along because it smooths out that on-off transition from bottom to mid. You stab that throttle from 5 to 15% in the corner, but you almost get like a jerk, right? The mufflers that we talk about here will help that situation as well, number two mod, ECU map. Go to keyforinktesting.com baseline settings 2021 KX450. There is a map that you guys should try. And you can try it with the black coupler. You can try it with the white coupler. You can try it with the stock coupler. You input that ECU FI and IG map into your bike. You can run 
whichever coupler you choose. I choose the white coupler most of the time because I want a little bit crisper of a feel, but I have gone back to the stock coupler with that map setting, and it works really good with the FMF and the PC muffler because it maybe with the white coupler is a little bit lean to get some pop. Go back to the stock coupler, and when you guys do this, I get some emails about this situation. I asked Kawasaki about this. Hey, Kiefer, I got my Kawasaki calibration tool. I inputted that map that you posted up on your website. I'm going to change a coupler out. Will it still be in there? Yes. That map that you inputted into your ECU still is in there, even though you changed the couplers. You're just changing a little bit of a fuel setting when, with that coupler situation, right? So if you change it to from a stock to a, a black coupler, still the same ECU setting. And, and I also got a question here recently that was good. I just remembered this. The KX250. Uh, actually, I can go back here and read this this question to you guys right here as I go back here. So on this guy, he has a KX250, and he has a, a calibration question on his, uh, what is it? A, yeah, it's a 2021 KX250. And he asks, here's, here's, what, here's what Jay, this guy named Jay Jackson, his question is, when you select F1 for fuel setting and F2 for IG setting, there is an F3 map point setting, which lets you change the throttle opening points and RPM settings that the fuel and ignition points are based on. The default has the max RPM at 10,000 RPM. This is the question, right? And this is what happens. And I've seen this on the calibration tool. But the 250 revs out 14,000 RPM, right? So what happens to the mapping above 10,000 RPM? Does Kawasaki or anyone else change that to go over 10,000 and change fuel and IG accordingly once you're out that? So I talked to the guys over at Kawasaki and explained this to them. And here's what they say. The ECU will carry over the last value that is written to it all the way to the rev limiter. So if the last cell or mapping point is 10,000 RPM the ECU will carry that value all the way to that rev limit, right? It is possible to change the mapping points, but you cannot have too big of a gap between mapping points. You can try to move the hold range up, but if you do, you will lose some of that lower RPM map points, okay? Also, I think the ECU will need to be flashed with the new map points before you can write new maps into it. So just know that. That is a question that we got here recently and I thought that was a great answer because I get a lot of calibration tool questions. So if you're on a KX250, obviously you know the mapping points only go to 10,000 RPM. And uh, that's your answer right there, strictly right from the horse's mouth on Kawasaki. So also when I asked them about the, the couplers, that's what they told me. Don't worry about it. Your mapping still is in there just because you changed the couplers. It doesn't go away. You have to physically remove the map with the calibration to, tool or add another map to it to get it to change, just like you would on the KTM, uh, the My KTM app, or the Yamaha Power Tuner, same thing. So you have to physically go in and change it yourself to remove it, right? Or you have to, uh, I guess you can, if you unplug your battery, I got to ask him this question, because I don't know offhand. If you unplug your battery, you change your battery, your battery dies, and you put a new one in, does that wipe out your ECU settings? That's something I would want to know as well. So let me get you an answer for that. If you guys want to know that answer and I get it, email me, Chris, at Keyfring Testing, and I will get it for you. Um, second thing I did, I would say third thing, after the ECU map and the muffler, 
I tried this last week, and I've been doing it for a while. Spring up on the fork. 5-0 is the stock spring rate. I split the difference, put a 5-2 in one fork leg, okay? And then that essentially makes it a 5-1. I tried going to 5-2 on both and thinking that's maybe what I needed, but then it just created a harsh mid-stroke feel. I think that's too much spring for the valving that uh, Kawasaki gives us. 5-1 is the balance. It holds up a little bit more. I still get that comfort. And to me, I get even more comfort on braking bumps because it's not riding as low, and it helps the chassis balance when I enter area one of the corner. I already feel like the Kawasaki is long as it is. I don't want it to have an upset chassis when I'm entering area one of the corner. I don't want it. I want to get in and get out. That's why I like a KTM. That's why I like a Yamaha because even though the Yamaha is a big pig, it gets into area one pretty nice. At least for me. I don't know if some of you guys complain about it, but man, it, it turns pretty good um, for a big pig, right? So go to a heavier spring. You can just buy one. Go to a 5.2 spring. Slide it in there. Boom. Voila. You're good. And that will kind of band-aid a situation if you don't have a lot of money to get a revalve or if you just want uh, something in a quick pinch to help the chassis balance. Do that. That'll help. Run your sag at 104. And then for me, the high speed is important on the Kawasaki. So I go one six clicks on high speed on anything Showa related. I go to one sixth because Showa stuff is very, very sensitive. And when you're doing clicks on the fork, low speed compression, one clicks are sufficient. Those clicks right there are sensitive enough where you're going to feel them by one. KYB, sometimes I go to two when I try something just because I can't feel it as much. So um, just know that Showa stuff is very sensitive. <clears throat> uh, once I go to one-sixth in on the high speed, that holds that rear end up a little bit and also gives me a little bit more comfort on acceleration. So that is a great mod, and I use that in air quotes, mod, but it's something simple that you guys can do. But as always, make sure you guys run 104 105 millimeters of sag. Anything higher than that, I've noticed that it upsets the fork even more and makes it dive and pushes too much force on that fork and just gives you an unbalanced feeling. So that's why I run 104 to 105 and then go in on the high speed just a little bit to kind of act as ride height um, for you guys out there as well. Hi, it's me. You're listening to me. I know. This is the commercial me. It's time for a commercial. Bear with me. I'll shut up now. Stop being annoying. Listen to some commercials. We'll be back. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper 8 and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com 
That does sound awesome. Icy thinks no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. Screenprinting.com. <laughs> you an older dude looking to race some races? Maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com. 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants. Info at BloodLubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer. Get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to Ride-Engineering.com. You can use the code KT. 25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them, ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink Testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude, and this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, powermotorsports.com. 
If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. We're back. Thanks for listening. Support these advertisers. They support us. Appreciate it. Now, 23 offset is the stock offset on this Kawasaki. I still feel like it's a little long. And we can talk about trail and rake and offset all day long, right? So here's what I feel. I always want, I'm not a big believer in clamps just to switch clamps out for no reason. Like if you're running the same offset um, and you buy clamps, you don't really need it. The stock clamp, the way it's built around the chassis is really good. Very rarely do I go to an aftermarket clamp and use the stock offset setting just because I want it to look cool. It's, it's not going to do nothing but give you an added rigidity, give you added rigidity that you don't really want. So be careful when you guys buy clamps. Really pick and choose which clamp you're using. I've tried neck and clamps, stiff. Even some extra clamps are stiff to me. Even though they're a split clamp, some of them don't actually. I've tried a split clamp X-Trig on a KTM, and to me it felt really stiff. That's why I use the hard, the KTM factory hard part clamps on the KTM because it's a little bit softer. I will say this. The ride engineering clamps on the Kawasaki basically have the same feel, dampening character as the stock clamp. But I'm going to a 22 millimeter offset, which helps my turn in on this bike. I want a little bit better cornering on the Kawasaki. I do have a slight, and this is a slight vague front end feel on area one and area three. Area two of the corner where the pocket is, is nice. But if the the ruts are shallow, aka dishes out here in California, really shallow ruts, that's what we call them. I want a little bit more front end feel. I'm a front end steering guy. So if you're a front end steering guy, Rod Engineering has a 22-millimeter offset clamp that's really good, helps your front-end steering. So if you're running a 5-millimeter fork height with your stock clamp, you can drop to 3 millimeters. That's what I've been running on the 22-millimeter offset clamp. That's the happy medium. It gets you a little bit more turn-in. Your stability is still good, but it helps the cornering a little bit when the ruts, the ruts are blown out or they're kind of shallow. This 22-millimeter clamp really helps that situation along. So I really do like that clamp. So look into that clamp. You're not going to get a lot of added rigidity. And while you're at it, get the bar mounts. Adrian does a great job with bar mounts, and he uses the rubber cones so you don't get a lot of vibration. You don't get stiffness. He has different cone rubbers. So if you guys want softer cones, he has that. He has spacers, so you guys want to go up or down on your mounts. There's really a lot of options when it comes to Adrian. He's a he's a beautiful mind when it comes to that situation. He's a little bit he's a little he's a picky fucker. I'm gonna tell you that right now, and I'll tell that in front of his face. He's a picky son bitch, but he does really try to give the average guy more choices. And uh, I think that he's just an average dude that rides. He's a short guy too, so um, he has me ride some things. He rides some things. So there's like a wide spectrum with some of his parts and. And I'll be quite honest with you, I've tried some of his parts and turned them down because I just felt like they weren't that good. And I'm that's the relationship I have with Adrian is because 
I can tell him if it's shit, and I tell him if it's good, and he believes in me. So um, I do believe in the 22-millimeter offset clamp, so you can look at that. I do have a product code, discount code for that. I'm pretty sure it's KT20 if you want to save 20%. That's up to you, but 22-millimeter offset clamp. And if, and if you don't believe in Adrian's and Ride Engineering's clamps, if you want to try a 22-millimeter offset clamp from someone else, by all means – Try that. I, I feel like that is a better offset for the average guy that can't turn great. I've tried 21.5s, didn't really like that. Stability went down, rigidity went up, so kind of steered away from that. 22, one millimeter may not be that much, but man, it really does help you on corners. So again, if you're struggling with a little bit of cornering character with your style, your technique, or just with this bike in general, try a 22 millimeter offset clamp from Adrian, Ride Engineering, that does help. All right, so my last thing here, I really want <laughs> I hate the fucking levers on the Kawasaki KX450. Uh, KX250 as well. They're, they're thin. I do not know why they went to that thin of a blade on the lever. It is not comfortable for me. If I had small small hands, woman hands, then maybe I would like it. But man, they're sharp. They leave a callus on my index finger and it's just not a great feeling. So the wizard over there, Bob, ARC, Arc Levers, has all different kinds of levers. The dude is insane when it comes to levers. All different types of shit. He has ratios. He has composite, different composite you know, materials. There's just... You go to his website and I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. I need like a Advil because I'm just like, holy shit, I got all this stuff to try. But here's what it boiled down to. I went and tried um, basically a, sh a smooth aluminum lever. The shape of Bob's ARC levers are better. They're a little bit wider in that area where your finger goes. It feels better on my finger. That is basically what I wanted. I didn't want any kind of lever ratio or different ratios. I just wanted a better shape from my levers on the Kawasaki. If you guys are looking for that, go to Arc Levers. He's up there. He has all different types of stuff on his website. I'll give you the part number that I liked. So the clutch lever, the hydraulic clutch lever, is a CL-412, and the brake lever was BR-412. That is not the Memlon. He has this Memlon-type material that kind of flexes and bends, but... I don't like that flexy feeling when I'm engaging my my clutch or putting force on the front brake lever. It just feels a little bit too squishy for me. I like more of a solid, traditional feel. So those part numbers are just the standard aluminum, smooth um, levers. He even makes little ridges like um, you feel like on a gun when you when you grip a gun. Like it has those little ridges and that that grip. He has that inserted into his levers so there is a little bit of a rough surface if you guys are having muddy races or something slippery in the rain he even has those kind of levers i'm just telling you this guy is a wizard if you haven't visited his website it's insane like i am still a huge fan my go-to is a works connection elite clutch perch most of the time on most bikes but when it comes to hydraulic clutches and levers especially on this kawasaki bob has this thing wired down so this is awesome so Go visit Arc Levers to me. Once I did all of this to the Kawasaki, where does it rank, right? So, Kiefer, that's the question I'll get because I already know I can for forecast it on my emails. Kiefer, 
So now you did all this to the Kawasaki. Where is it rank? You want to buy one now? Is it first? No, it's not. It's still not first, but I can tell you right now, it makes me want to ride it more. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, oh man, I can't wait to ride the Kawasaki. It's not my favorite bike to ride, but when I have these few things done, as much as I ride, this bike makes me want to go ride it now because it's more comfortable, it's balanced better, has a little bit more cornering stability. Yes, I would love to ride it. Not to mention, if I'm going to race Loretta Lens and doing these things, the amateur support, there's Kawasaki people out there. If you're looking to get help, parts help, brakes on bikes, Kawasaki does it the best, period. You know, I tried to get my son to ride a Kawasaki because I figured, like, hey, he wants amateur support, right? Um, try to break away a little bit from Kieferink testing and focus more in on himself, ride a Kawasaki. Didn't want to. You wanted to ride a KTM. So um, for you kids listening out there or parents, if you guys want to uh, help your kid along and he likes the Kawasaki, leave him on that because they will give you the most amateur support that there is out there. So um, that is my top five mods to the KX450. Little tips and tricks on this thing. I am super anal about changing oil on this bike. Okay. <clears throat> Again, I'm telling you that's not the most reliable machine, but I will tell you this. If you change your motor oil every other ride, and I may, okay, if you ride an hour for your one ride, and hopefully you have an engine tack or an engine hour meter so you know how long you ride, but I will change my oil every three hours four hours on this bike doing this will ensure you your crank will be good your bottom end will be good and you'll have no issues there now i will say use quality oil and of course i'm going to endorse blood racing oils over here but there's other oils i'm not oblivious to this there's other oils out there that are good as well maxima makes a decent oil i know motul makes good oil people always go what about rotella I would leave Rotella to the cars. I wouldn't really uh, screw with that a little bit. I have ran Rotella back in the day, but I'd stick to the proprietary motorcycle brands that know what we're doing. I have a tendency to gravitate towards that. So just please, the whole point of this is to change your oil constantly. Change your oil filter every other change. Make sure you change your air filter. The air filter is kind of a fucking nightmare. To get into the KX450, not going to lie. Sat in the garage one day, listening to Pandora, and I had to, it, I took about three songs for me to get the fucking air filter in lined up. I couldn't find it. Couldn't find the hole. You guys out there know what I'm talking about. Uh, tough, really tight, tough situation. You guys out there, go to an air filter cage that has no screen. That is nice. Um, I know some some manufacturers do that. That'll get you more throttle response. Twin air filters is what I recommend. I love a twin air filter. It's tough, durable, doesn't let allow um, dirt to pass through. I use the pre-oiled ones that you simply can just chuck. They're cheaper. You can throw away. You can buy five to six of them. You don't have to get your hands dirty and do anything with foam filter oil. Like That's my jam. I'll buy air filters all day that are a little bit cheaper and I can throw away versus if I have to do... You know, clean air filters. I had to do that when I was young, and Aiden has done that a few times, not as nearly as much as I had to growing up, and he's like, oh my God, this sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Welcome welcome to my childhood. 
cleaning about eight filters and my dad's filters and my sister's filters. It was a nightmare. It sucked. Twin Air gives you a little bit easier program with these pre-oiled, you know, throwaway filters. So go check out Twin Air for that. Wheels are not that tough on this KX450. Uh, this new test bike that we had last week, basically uh, what we ran almost eight hours on it last week, and the rims are pretty much tacoed. So if you're looking for a good wheel set, and I'll give you two options here, okay? Uh, w Edge wheel set. It's not that expensive. It's like 700 bucks, solid, good wheel, a little bit heavier. And then there's Tusk wheels that... It's a little bit controversial with some people out there, but Rocky Mountain sells Tusk wheels. I've tested them, and yes, they are heavier. They're not the lightest bunch, right? But to me, they were fine. Like, yes, I did feel a little bit more weight, but they lasted. They didn't break. People say, oh, I broke a Tusk hub. I haven't broken. I have over 30 hours on these Yamaha hubs, have yet to break a Tusk hub. But nonetheless, John Anderson... And Rocky Mountain are your choices over there. W and Rocky Mountain Tusk do great jobs with wheels and rims. And the stock rims are just soft. Check your spokes. Check your sprocket bolts. Those things end up coming loose. The stock chain on a Kawasaki is junk. Go to a DID ERT3 chain if you're a non-ownering guy. If you're an O-ring guy, then there's plenty of options out there. I just choose to go the non-O-ring route because I am a moto guy. And uh, that ERT3 DID chain really does last a long time. And if you guys are looking for sprockets, and I don't even endorse these guys. They don't advertise on the show at all. But I've ran Sunstar sprockets, and they're good. Aluminum Sunstar sprockets are strong and really good. There's a reason why Sunstar is on a few of the manufacturer's bike stock um, sprockets because they last. And I will say Yamaha has one of the strongest stock sprockets. Honda sprockets um, are also good. They last a long time, and those are Sunstar. But the aftermarket, what you can buy out there, the Sunstar sprockets um, are really good. So if you guys are looking for a great aluminum sprocket, go to Sunstar. They also make chains, which are pretty decent as well. So... um, Nothing to do with Sunstar. I don't have nothing to do over here. I just thought I'd give them a shout-out because I've purchased their products through Rocky Mountain, and they're really good. So Sunstar for sprockets and chains, DID for a chain, grips. Kawasaki, what the fuck? What the fuck is with your vulcanized throttle grip? I totally forgot. I spaced it one day, and I'm like, I'm going to change the grips out, right? Nope. Ain't going to do it. Oh, shit. I need a throttle tube. So holy shit, man, we don't need it to be welded on the tube. Most of us are going to change the grips, right? I'm not hate coming on the grips. The grips are decent for stock grips, but I want to change them. Don't freaking weld them on there. What the fuck? It's insane. So if you have a Kawasaki, you're planning to buy one, and you're going to change grips, while you're at the dealerships, go get a throttle tube. Stock one, aluminum one, whatever it is, get a throttle tube if you're going to change a grip because there's no way you're getting that grip off, dude. And if you do know how to do that and for some weird reason you're like Mr. Deeds' butler and you're Betty Betty Sneaky, tell me how you do it because I can't do it. I'm, gonna, I'm a grinding wheel going to grind the sun bitch down. So even the, the clutch side grip is horrible to get off. It, it's horrible. 
Just get grips, get a throttle tube, do yourself a favor, keep the headache levels down. Trust me, I had a major headache one day because I totally forgot and I wanted to go ride. And by then it was too late because I was halfway done and I was cutting the grip off and I was like, what an idiot. I forgot about this. So don't do that. Uh, otherwise, everything else, the, the ergos to me is fine. The seat foams do break down a little bit. Kawasaki is a good bike, man. Like if you can get one on a good deal, I know Power Motorsports has great deals on Kawasaki's right now. And they still have them in stock, which is rare because COVID really did a number on, you know, stock levels for motorcycles right now. But good prices. They have them in stock. Um, they're a great Kawasaki dealer. They have lots of parts in stock. So that's, that's my go-to and it's a great bike. So Kudos to Kawasaki and the engineers for designing and building a fun bike to ride. Just because it's third fa- my third favorite doesn't mean um, it's a piece of crap. I just think the top three bikes, even the top four bikes, to me, are really, really good options for 98% of the people. So that's my spiel about a Kawasaki. So I'm going to continue to ride a Kawasaki. Yes, I'm going to do it. And yes, I'm going to put race tech suspension on it, and we're going to do an article on keyforinktesting.com about that. Not a podcast, an article. Some of you guys get confused out there when I post something on social media. Like, hey, I'm going to listen to that. Nope. It's not a podcast. It is an article. So we're going to do an article about the race tech stuff. Hopefully get some more comfort out of there along with the ride engineering clamps. So that is cool. And, uh, of course, as always, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com with any questions that you guys have, visit KieferInkTesting.com, PulpMX.com, RacerXOnline.com. Holy shit, I'm busy. It's a fun deal to go with all these different avenues, all these different entities. You want video side, RacerX. You want pods. You want articles. You go to KieferInk and, of course, PulpMX.com. We're going to keep grinding and keep posting these things up. I will be MIA for the first couple of weeks in March. I just want to give you guys a heads up right now. I'm taking Aiden to a couple amateur nationals at the beginning of March. We're going to visit Texas. So you're out in the Texas area. You want to come visit, going to come ride. I'm going to bring some stuff with me to test. You're an older dude and you come out to me to the track. Hell, let's bro down. Let's talk dirt bikes. I may even have something for you to test on your own bike. I'm going to bring a bunch of shit to do and I may need help. Key Frank testing is on the move and I may need some help. So if you see me at the track in Texas in March, come by, say hi. Let's wrap a little bit. And thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate you guys listening. Tell your friends about this podcast. If you guys haven't told your friends and maybe they ride and they're like, I wonder who I should listen to or uh, I want to learn some things, maybe laugh a little bit and just hear some dude that's down to earth. Here it is right here. I'm a normal dude. Talk about dirt bikes. Me and you can talk. And uh, it's just like me and you bullshitting on the tailgate. Fun times over here. All right, I'll see you guys at the track. Be good to each other. Be kind. Ride safe. And you know what? Work on that technique. Oh, set your freaking sag, people. Set it. Later.